performance therapy is here on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness one conversation at a time. I'm Lisa Tahir, your host, and before coming live, I was thinking about how today I just feel so good and there's not a reason for it. There hasn't been anything specific that's happened for me to feel good. It's a result of my intention and focus has been on feeling good regardless of what's going on in the exterior world, in my environment, and even specific areas of my life, and just really focusing on being alive. And it might sound super simple, but there's so much breath. A friend passed away recently in the last week and a half. And at her memorial, I was just reminded, you know, just to breathe, to wake up every day and have an opportunity to figure out whatever it is you're going through that might not be nailed into place exactly the way you want it, that we actually get to have that opportunity. And it's changed a lot in my life to look at things from the perspective of, I get to do this. Like I get to figure this shit out. I get to, you know, um, align with solutions or align with problems. And every day we're on that spectrum. And I just want to really inspire you, whatever you're going through, there is a way, there are solutions. And I believe, and I know that source energy, the universe, God, spirit is really here to help. And for someone listening or watching that, just to heart, there is a solution for you and I want you to find it. And um, my guest today is really inspirational as well. We are going to be with entrepreneur, tech founder, mentor, and mental health advocate, Jack Lee Matthews. I met him in Clubhouse in his room, The Hustler Club. I felt just drawn to it, and I hadn't in Clubhouse. Nothing really had any traction, but I just would put Jack's Clubhouse room, The Hustler Club on, and I heard the people like really appreciating him, and I was like, what are they appreciating him for? And just I, I came to learn over the weeks and months that I spent just his generosity with his knowledge, his own story of coming from humble beginnings in North Carolina. Jack felt led to go out to Los Angeles, much like I was. He started in sales and he became the youngest Porsche grand ambassador ever, generating $26 million. He had the awareness, what can I do, you know, outside of this and, and leveraging the power of his smartphone, which he's going to talk about he then started Go Exclusive, a digital marketing firm, and has since been led to, to be the founder and CEO of Fansplan, a digital residence. And the motto, the tagline is real people with real influence. And we're going to talk more about this. And Jack, I really appreciate you taking time out and welcome to All Things Therapy. Oh, Lisa, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. This is a really an honor for me to be here with you today and your audience and just really add value for how I can, wherever I can. And just I'm extremely grateful for you. And uh, I also want to just send a condolence to you for your, you know, your friend. Thank and you. Just, I'm, I'm praying for you. And uh, you're, my, you. you're my thoughts and my prayers. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jack. You know what I noticed in your business world, that faith is important to you. And that's not something we see or not that so that struck me about you in a really positive way. And I wondered how you wove those things together. Like what made that really hit for you? 
Yeah. Well, in my life, there's been many obstacles, probably just like you, right? And for me, you know, I've come up against many obstacles in my journey. I'm 30 years old and been through a lot of things. To be 30, I think I've lived a lot, a lot of life in those 30 years. And, um, you know, I've been through divorce. I've been through financial situations, setbacks, challenges, comebacks, you name it. And one thing that's always been near and dear to me was my faith. And just, you know, I, you know, being, I remember at such a time when I was kind of first starting out my journey, when I was really kind of lost and kind of clueless out in the world of just like, like what I want to do with my life. And, you know, I wasn't always just this inspirational person. You know, in fact, I, there was many days I woke up very unsatisfied, you know, and the biggest reason was I wasn't reaching for my potential, my full yeah. potential. And when I really, my, you know, I guess I always say, you know, things got to go left so they can go right. You know, and my mm -hmm. left, my life went left and, um, and it basically almost went off the cliff. You know, I, I uh, went through a lot of challenges, and um, when those challenges arose, uh, what I had was all I all I had left at that time was my faith. And so I, I drawed close to it. And um, any time that I face challenges in my life, I've always you know drawn close to my faith. And it's just like it, sometimes it makes you wonder, like, hey, why doesn't everybody just cling to this thing of the power of faith? Because I believe yes. if you have faith, you really open your door up to possibilities and miracles, and having that hope. I believe if you have hope, you have everything. Without hope, you, yeah. you don't have anything, you know? Yeah. When I first moved to LA, matter of fact, when I first moved to LA, the first street I lived on was Hope, hope Street in downtown LA. So I know that I street. <laughs> that's awesome. I love what you're saying. And hope is a precursor that things are going to work out for us. I talk about hope as something to really hold on to in the book that I put out a year ago. So I'm really vibing and resonating with what you're saying. You also have a, a great interest for mental health. And I'm, I'm curious how that came to you, like interweaving mental health with, with entrepreneurship. Yeah. Again, it goes back to all your pain, you know, and I, I, I lost my best friend, um, my best friend, unfortunately, um, you know, it, he, uh, he lost his, he took his life. I'm and so when sorry. that happened, um, it shook me at my core because that, like I said, at that time in my life, I was kind of lost myself and, um, you know, I'll just be very transparent just to yeah. kind of help the audience here. Um, he called me, you know, my best friend called me ring ring. And, and uh, I was going through my own thing yeah. and I didn't answer. And, you know, the next day I get another phone call from my other best friend, letting me know that my best, my other best friend has went out in his garage and he's, he's, um, take his own life. Wow. And so when that happened, I said, man, here was, and this, this was a person that, was just had the highest of character. He would really give the shirt off his back to anybody and just help anybody. That was who my brother Shane was. And, and when that happened, it just you know, really sent me on just because you think everything's okay. Like people really be carrying some stuff out here. And so when that happened, I said, you know what, I'm going to make it my mission to also just, just speak about it, you know, because I think there's in our society, there's such a, like a taboo about mental health. And if you say you're depressed, everybody runs in that, that right. direction. I'm like, Instead you know, of running I'm, towards you and being like, what kind of, what do you uh, need? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. I, I appreciate that you sharing this. That was something that I saw and I was specifically, um, I told God, I had a, you know, I had a, I had a conversation with God. I said, God, listen, I know I've jacked my life up. No pun my name, but I think God also <laughs> has a sense of humor, right? Yes. I had jacked my life up and I told him, I said, listen, if you help me, right. I will also speak on these things that people aren't speaking on. And I'll mm. just, I hopefully when they see me, they'll see you and they'll see the truth and the fact that everybody's going through something. All right. And everybody's just carrying it a little bit different. Right. It's so true. I love what you're saying. It's beautiful. And so how, how long? Oh, uh, what? 2011. That was in 2011. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a minute, but you know, when that happens, that, that rocks you at your core. You it know, does. I, rock, I had just moved to LA when that happened, you know, and, and this, and when this happens, 
it just rocks you at your core and it makes you realize that, you know, what's it all for if you're not happy, right? And right. I, don't, I don't like, I don't really like the word happy. I kind of like the word joyful more, okay, right? Because yeah. when I found joy, like I really was able to set myself free. And I think for so many, if you would ask me when I was a kid, Jack, what do you want to be when you were happy? When you would, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would have told you, I said, I want to be happy. Yeah. And as I started growing up through in life, I realized, wait a second, it's, it's really tough to be happy in life every day. So I said, let me, let me try to create this thing called joy. And when I started finding joy in just the little things, right? Just the fact that God woke me up today, right? The yeah. fact that when we're here today with Lisa and yeah. LA Talk Radio, right? It's like, God's been good to us. And the more that we yes. realize that and realize that other people there, that could be a station, um, a high five, uh, a fist pump, even just, not, I mean, really um, with COVID and stuff like that, just acknowledging people, just even exactly. just, like, just acknowledging them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, so where are you at right now in your life? I want to kind of check in and see what is important to you. What, you know, is your life looking like today, this yeah. So today I'm a, today I'm a founder and CEO of the company fans plan. As you mentioned yeah. today, what I do is I help entrepreneurs, basically people that are starting out that want to start a business, but maybe they just don't have the cash flow to. That was one thing when I was living in LA, when I had my marketing agency, that was one of the common things that I ran into was I, I would meet wonderful people, have great products, great services, and they just didn't have any type of budget to go out there and say, you know what? Hey, how can I get attention? Right. And you know, with the Facebooks of the world, the Instagrams of the world, I realized that there needed to be a new model. And uh, so I went out and created my fans plan and to make money. And uh, okay. that's just the, company, the way that we built the company. And we just empowering really entrepreneurs, creators. It's a lot like Patreon. I saw you had a Patreon. Yeah. It's a lot like that. Okay. The difference is it allow you to sell physical products, digital products, crowdfund. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll allow you to do a lot of things. So, um, you know, we just, my, my mission, I'm on a mission, really, Lisa. I'm on a mission to empower people. You know, growing up where I came from, North Carolina, I grew up in a town with one stoplight. And, um, you know, most people there, you know, they, they just, I guess, I want to say give up, but they just kind of settle. And I want to really help people no matter where they start, right? I, I believe that I have a quote, Lisa, and it's, the quote is that God has a tendency of taking a nobody, right, and making him a somebody in front of everybody without asking anybody, right? I love that. So, yeah. And so I believe that. I really believe that. Yeah. Lisa. So I, I always try to help that person. And that's what I'm every now. Maybe they, maybe they have the product, the service, maybe they're talented. Maybe they have a talent, a skill set. Maybe they're knowledgeable. What I do is I teach them how to break that down into content, into prop, uh, you know, into product services, solutions for people, you know, and just help people solve problems. That's what, I, that's basically what I do full time. That's awesome. Do you do it all through fans plan or do you do individual like mentoring? How does that yeah, really so, break down? Oh yeah. So I do fans plan is obviously my, my baby. Yeah. Um, but I also coach people. I've been okay. coaching entrepreneurs one-on-one -on -one since 2017. Wow. Um, and so since 2017, I've helped a lot of people. Um, and just really we, what we do is really, we show people the, the way to really keep it simple. You know, mm -hmm. online is really about, you know, it's about telling your story. You know, and I believe if you'll tell your story, you will attract the right people. Yes. Uh, you will also repel the people that ain't for you. And that's beautiful too. And, um, and I just believe in empowering people to just say, hey, you know, you got a voice, your voice. And, and really guide people all the way from the start, all the way. And I, and I like to say, Lisa, there is no finish line. And so yes. it's really just about how can we continuously get better, right? Yeah. You know, I'm hearing this theme about belief. And I have come to learn we get what we believe. In, in every sense. And it's really by doing that inner mindset work 
of identifying what is your largest limiting belief, because that's as far as you're going to go. And to really deconstruct that and, you know, and reach into what do I really want out of this life that I have, that we really get to author it. We really get to craft that. And I wonder how do you help people? Because even in the, in your clubhouse room, in the hustler cup that, you know, there were some people coming in with some real struggles and, yeah. and I sense it was in the area of their belief and their thoughts. And, you know, how do you help people to even believe that they believe differently? With situations with, with the, with the same information, you'll continue to get the same habits. You'll continue to get the same results. You'll continue to get, you'll continue to have the same issues. So what I like to do is I like to give people new information. And I believe when you get people new information, it helps them tell them themselves a new story. Right. It's the when our life is basically a reflection of not what anybody else thinks about us. It's a reflection of what we think about ourselves. Yes. And so if we can change the story that we tell ourselves, right, and loving ourselves, it all starts with self-love. If we'll love ourselves, we can go out and we can love other people. Right. If we can't love ourselves, it's going to be hard for other people to love us or we won't be able to love right. anybody else worth a damn. So it's important for self-love. Right. And that's what I try to help people really understand that belief right? That story that you tell yourself, it doesn't matter what Jack thinks about you. It don't matter what Lisa thinks about you. What matters is when you lay your head down a pillow at yes. night, what do you think about yourself? What's the story you're telling yourself? Where are you? What are, what's your aim in life, right? Because whatever you're aiming at, you're going to hit it. And, and that quote says, really, so I always tell people, man, you got to dream really big. You got to get excited. Like my mentor told me, he said, you got to listen, if you're not excited, don't, don't expect anybody else to be excited. Right. So you got to be excited. The thing is, we got to get that new information in. I help people really get new information in so they can make these transitions with their body language, with their story, with the what they're focusing on. You know, I learned from, you know, Tony, Tony Robbins. A lot yes. of people like other. Oh, Tony. yes. I love what Tony said. And he said it the best that I ever heard anybody ever say it. He said, simply put, whatever you focus on, you feel more of. So yeah. if you focus on the pain and what's problem, your problems, guess what you're going to get more of? You can get more problems. And that's what I made. That was the shift that I made in my own life was I had a lot of problems. Like I, like I explained, I had a lot of problems. I stopped focusing on my problems. I stopped focusing on, hey, I got to go meet that person to go do that deal over there. I stopped doing the deals. Yes, <laughs> you know? so like, yes. That's the thing. When you, when you say, you know what, I got to change. You know, at some point, we, we got to at least have to about creating new habits. Absolutely. And so we just got to get new information in because without new information, nothing will ever change. You know, you just went in the direction of the conversation I was interested in. How did you come to these mentors like Tony Robbins and these mindset techniques, knowing that it really starts and ends with your own beliefs about yourself? How, how yeah. did you find this path? Yeah, so I was terrified, you know, just like anybody else. I was terrified. I was terrified of, for me, it was always like, when I first started my journey, it was like, I, I came from a small town, you know, yeah. everybody there in that small town, they all said he'll never make it. You know, they, in fact, they took bets on me. They were like, okay, he'll be back in like six months. You know, who, who's betting hundred bucks? He's going to be back in six months. So for me, it was kind of like this driving factor of like, yo, I got to get this right. And one of the things that I started realizing is, dude, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right? Like so many people out there, I don't know what to do. So I said, the fastest way to get success is to go find somebody that's already done it. And so that's what I started my, literally all of my reading these books that are behind me. Like those are the things that changed my life, right? Going to the, creating that, you know, going to those courses, going into those conferences, you know, getting in rooms with people that think way bigger than I thought, right? Helping me remove the limited beliefs, helping me not get hung up on my, my past self, right? I think so many people get so caught up in what happened to them when they were a child. And I've been through a lot as a child. And that's why I always speak to this as well. Because I think a lot of people, they carry something that happened at, the, at childhood. And you got to let that stuff go. And, and how do you do that? You do that by by really making a shift in your life, 
you've got to make a shift and what you're focusing on. You've got to make a shift. And for me, I knew that I had to get out of my head. I had to get into my magic. I had to, if it was going to cost a, I always say it like this, you know, if I gave, if, if, if I had to give, uh, you know, a check for, I don't care what the amount was X amount. Right. And I knew that if I cut that check, that I'm going to get a check for, let's say $10 million and they're both going to cash, it'll be worth it. And so I just started investing in myself. And when I started investing in myself, Lisa, my life, my results, my, my friends, they all changed. Everything changed. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's like one of those things when your beliefs shift, it's not like you ever go back unless you, unless you don't have a vision. Now, if you don't have a vision, you'll go back. But as long as you have a vision for the future and aim, like I'm talking about, that's why I always use the rockets. See here on my hat here, I, I have, I love the rockets, right? And I believe that you have to have an aim in life, right? I believe that if you're not aiming at something and if you don't every day, it's kind of like that little engine that could, right? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Whatever you think, you will become it. And so you must, you must think better about yourself and, and in turn also think better about the other people around you because they can feel the energy. Everything around us is energy. When I started realizing everything was energy from people like Tony Robbins, started like, Wait a second. for me, it was Napoleon Hill. I, I came across Think and Grow Rich. And when I started reading the mastermind principle, I started realizing, wait a second, I'm trying to do this all on Jack, you know, I try to do this all by myself. And then I, and I'm a Leo. So naturally making friends actually comes really easy for me. So I was like, I need to go out and make quality friends, not just friends, right? I need to make friends that are in, that are five, 10, 20 years ahead of where I want to be. Right. And I need to, if, if, you know, probably gonna have to pay them to be my friend and that's okay. And so I would do that. And guess what? I would learn, I would level up. Next thing you know, you, you, you know, your thoughts completely change about who you think you are. And the next thing you know, so do your results. I think you're muted. Okay. Is that better? Yes. Thank you. Um, there's so much truth in what you were just saying. Like you were hitting all these high notes, Jack, around when you spoke about putting yourself in new environments. That for me was key when I had, and I want to ask what drew you to Los Angeles. I felt at when I turned 43, uh, seven years ago, it was like, I woke up and like, I have to move to LA. It was like the weirdest thing. Like you just have to go, like you go now. And like within a couple of months, I had an opportunity come my way to go to Santa Monica for a long weekend. Didn't, I didn't tell any of my family or friends. I went, I signed a one-year lease on an office I asked the owners, can I sleep here on a pullout couch? Cause I can't afford an apartment yet. I got a membership at a 24 hour gym around the corner. And when I tell you my family thought I was crazy, but I was like, y'all, you don't understand. Like there's something there. Like I have to do this. And seven authors I've been studying and reading cause they were all in LA doing seminars. So I got to go meet them and over, you know, like being in their teachings more than just a book, but like go into their classes. Like it totally, like you said, this upgrade and this investment in yourself. And I, I really didn't care what anyone else thought. You know, I did a bit, but I cared more about like, I really want to have the best life without getting a day older. Like I need to start now in some new ways that I hadn't done. I've always been a therapist and loved mental health, but there was something to your saying, like really doing some new things that scare you but also excite you. And I'm curious what it was like for you going to LA at first. 
Yeah. Well, your first question was, why did I choose L.A.? And the, yeah. And the, and the reason why I chose L.A. was because I looked on the map. I'm from North Carolina. I looked at L.A. It was the farthest away from my hometown. <laughs> so I decided to go to L.A. And uh, I didn't want my mom to just show up, you know. Yeah. Just show up. And and I, I, I'm kidding, but I, I did. I moved to L.A. When I got there, I'll tell you, when I got there, I realized that I had a long way to go, you know, instantly. L.A. is one of those places that will hum you really quickly. Yeah. And luckily for me, that happened really fast. And I've always been that type of person when life humbles me, I don't just sit there and take it. You know, I, I move, I move my body. And uh, luckily, right. It's funny. I, I'm going to just be again, total transparency for yeah. the audience at this time in my life, guys, I was like, you know, uh, you know, I could barely have two nickels to rub together. Right. So it was a challenge. And at the time, you know, the, the, the truck that I had moved across the country in, you know, the, it actually got repossessed. Right. So like all of this stuff and, you know, my family back in North Carolina, they're like, dude, you just got your truck repossessed. Like, all right, like, you want to come back to the basement, you know? And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Come, guys, don't worry about me. And, uh, you know, when I get there and, and luckily for me, and I'll tell you, it, create your own luck by getting out of your house, right? Yeah. Nothing good is going to come into your house. You're going to have to get out. You're going to have to go with the internet. Yeah. Today you can connect. We connected on the internet, but it's a different day and age, but there still is an element that you want to get out and you want to meet people. Right. Yeah. And luckily for me, I got out in L.A., man. I started meeting people. And, I, you know, listen, I see somebody that they had kind of the life I'd want. And I'd be like, hey, what do you do? Yeah. You know, and I just kept asking people that. And, I, you know, I heard from one of my one of my mentors. He said, you know, one of the things people don't do is they don't never talk about their dreams to other people. Right. Well, I'm the opposite. I talk to everybody about my dreams. <laughs> and so what that does is there's going to be people that are going to come along your way and they're going to be like, I want to help. And so yeah. naturally, luckily, one day through a fortunate elevator meeting at 8th and Hope uh, in downtown L.A., I luckily meet uh, a, a gentleman and he's dressed in a suit and tie. And at the time, I'm selling Toyotas about an hour away, Westminster Toyota and uh, working in the in the little call center uh, with the Internet sales manager and just kind of, you know, grinding it out. Luckily, meet me, my, me, my buddy uh, in the elevator. And sure enough, he says, hey, you know, like. I work at Porsche. And I was like, wow, Porsche, like I'm from North Carolina. Like I, I never sat in a Porsche before. You know? <laughs> so I was like, man, I would really like, that would be a dream. You know, like I would love to be a Porsche like salesman. Like, is there any way that's possible? Yeah. And you know, they, they always say, you got to, I believe I read it, you know, 50 cent. He says, you got to ask questions, right? Closed mouths don't get fed. And I asked him, I said, Hey, could you help me? Could you help me get an interview? He said, listen, I'll get you an interview. It's up to you to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. I said, say no more. So I went home that weekend, you know, I go get my haircut. I get the suit and tie. I'm yeah. all excited to go back. And they sure enough, they hired me. Well, when they hired me, Lisa, I was like, well, here I was selling, you know, Toyotas and now I'm selling Porsches. I'm like, and, and, you know, the, the, the boss, he comes to me, he says, I was working at downtown LA Porsche. He comes to me, he says, he says, listen, you got to perform. If you don't perform, you know, you won't be here long, basically. And then yeah. I and so I was like, I got to make this happen, right? All mm-hmm. The day I got the job at Porsche, my whole family back in North Carolina, they thought I made it, right? They thought, man, he's selling Porsches. Yeah. And it's not how sales work. We know that's not how sales work. But, you know, perception, right? And so I'm like, I got to make this work. Because I had all these people. That, some of them were rooting for me. Some of them were doubting me, right? I just had all these people watching me. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew that, like you said, I, I, I didn't want to just settle. I didn't want to just be come this far just to come this far. Mm-hmm. And so I, I literally, every day I would get up, I'd be the first one there. I'd be the last one to leave Lisa. And within two weeks, literally see life tends to favor the bold. And one day I was there and there's a red GT four in the showroom. That's been sitting there for six months with a $25,000 addendum on top of it. 
my boss is like, they're trying to sell this. They're like, if anybody can sell this car, we'll give you 4K. And I'm like, I'm about to sell this car because I need yeah. the 4K. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I'm going to sell this car. It's going to be the very first car I sell. And I was just, I had this confidence about it. I was like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I took this picture and I posted it on Facebook. And this is years ago. This is like 2012. I took this picture and I posted it on Facebook. About, I don't know, probably a day or so later. Not, it wasn't just a, just a short while. I got a message from a gentleman. He lived in San Diego, California. He wanted to come up and buy the car. And I was like, okay, come on up. So he comes up. He's like he's like a lawyer or something like that. He comes up. Porsche Finance. I don't know if anybody out there has ever been trying to be getting financed by Porsche, but they're they're like they they're tough to get financed by sometimes. He was a he was like a lawyer, or a doctor, or something like this. He had a lot of student loans. The bank denied him. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. man, I'm not gonna sell this car now, right? You know how your mind is. He's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> he goes to the bank, gets the cashier check, comes right back, hands me the two hundred thousand dollar check. I'm like, you know, and again, I'm. This is seven months removed from living in my mom's basement. Whoa. You know, you know so, and, and I'm like, yo, like people really be transacting like that out in the universe. And so when that happened, a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, I got to, number one, I got to definitely use this thing called the internet because that, I didn't even know that guy. And he came and bought this car and, yeah. and, and, you know, then they were like, wow, how did you do that? And then they said, we want you to become a brand ambassador. And then I was like, man, this is like a dream come true. And, and. One thing led to the next. It's just like, I believe when you get out of your comfort zone, Lisa, it's the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. Nothing in my life has ever happened in my comfort zone. Nothing. But everything, all of it has always happened right outside of my comfort zone. And it's always, it's never came from my family. You got to love your family, love your friends. Right. But listen, it's never came from my family and my friends. It's come from complete strangers. So mm-hmm. I always tell people, everything you ever wanted, strangers have it. Go out and make friends. Go out and talk to people. You'd be surprised. What a handshake could do for you. You'd be surprised. You'd be shocked. Jack, how have you managed your fears and your doubts and your insecurities along the path? Yeah, great question. So for me, it's just about, listen, knowing your purpose, knowing why you do what you do, right? Because I'm I'm just like you. I have fears as well. But if I know why I do what I do, I don't really focus on the fear. I focus on what it is, why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? And that kind of moves me beyond that, that what kind of hangs people up with that fear or, or whatever. And it's just, again, fear, you know, what is fear, right? Fear is, and, I, and I'm not the type of guy that's going to sit up here and say fear ain't real. Fear is very real. But I use fear as like a fuel. My whole, a few, and, and, and I don't, I don't like focus on it, right? Because again, what Tony said, right? If you focus on the fear, well, guess what's going to show up more? A bunch, a whole bunch more fear. Right. So we got to focus on, you know, and what we, and again, it comes with what you do and why you do what you do. And that's why I would encourage everybody out there to figure out why you do what you do. What wakes you up in the morning? What, you know, what would you do for free if he wasn't, right? Fine, you'll, you'll jump over fear. Fear will just be an illusion. And that's really what it is. It's, uh, you know, I read Lisa that I believe it's like 93% of the things we fear never even happen. Exactly. You know, and for me, Jack, fear, it's become so clear that it's, an, it's the experience that happens when you continually focus in your mind upon worst case scenario, when what if, and I work with my clients, what is the best thing you'd like to come of this situation? And what if you were to take even five or 10 minutes a day, imagining that best thing happening? And that's how we start to retrain our mind to start to serve us like in the unseen, like Napoleon Hill and Ernest Holmes speak about like things rearranging because the frequency from our mind going out into the world is attracting back to us 
different things. 100%. I built my whole life, Lisa. I built my whole life around that whole saying, what if? You yeah. know, but instead of saying, what if I fail, right? I've just always told myself, what if I fly? What if yeah. I really can make a difference in the world? What if I really can help people? What if my story also can inspire somebody and just let somebody know that, hey, we all go through it. We've all been through it. You got to just get to it. And it's really just about, you know, realizing every day. Listen, no, one of the things that I wish that they would have told us when we were kids, nobody has it figured out. Nobody. You know, as you get older, when you're a kid, you look up to, you know, grownups and you're like, man, they've got it all figured out. And then as you start growing up, you realize, ain't nobody got it figured out. We're all just doing the best we can. And so I've also, I'll also tell people, one of the reasons why a lot of people don't have, a, while they'll always focus on the negative, because they're not having fun, right? They're, they're completely right. isolated on an island, probably trying to do it alone, probably trying to, like, you've got to surround yourself as well. Like for me, one of the things that's helped me is surrounding myself, because I'm human too, Lisa. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm either, I'm a Leo, right? So sometimes yeah. I'm either really high or really low. I have to stay real even kill because if not, I just get, get really out of the banks. So what you have to do is you have to focus. And so what I like to do is what really keeps me grounded and centered, what I like to do is I like every day to journal. And I think that when I started journaling and writing my goals down and writing down, you know, what I wanted to accomplish that day, and you go back and, of course, you have those doubts that you're going to get that stuff done. And then you look back and you get some of that stuff done. Yeah. And then, so then what that does is that now you, you, you start to see yourself as a winner. It's kind of like when you go to the gym, right? The first day you're at the gym, you, you're, you know, you're sucking wind, you know, <laughs> but, but by, by, you know, three months in, you know, you, you got your nice little definition. It's starting to come around. It's and so cool. it's like, I also believe that as well when it comes to like fear, faith, all this stuff, it takes time. It takes time. You, you know, I, I wasn't, it wasn't like you just always have um, you know, positive thoughts, right? right. I, I encourage people to go on a, what I call a no negativity diet. And so what's the on this? What this have negative thoughts? I, I had a negative thought 10 minutes before we got on this call. Lisa, I'm just being transparent with the audience. Yeah. There, you know, we, we all have life situations, right? So when these thoughts arrive, what do you do, right? Do you continue to focus on it? Go down more in the rabbit trail per se, or do you shift your energy, right? I, I learned this as well from one of my mentors. He said, and, I, and he said, I quote, he said, how can I make this my advantage, right? How can I make the fact that I'm nervous? How can I make the fact that I'm fearful? How can I actually make it my advantage? Because the only reason why we would continue to have that fear is by not doing anything. By Because that's really what fear does to us. Fear just paralyzes us. Right. We can't move. We're trapped. Right. But once you get out of your head, get into your magic, like you was talking about earlier with the vibrations, mm -hmm. whatever you're vibrating at, you're going to attract it. So the main thing is if you're focused on, Bills, well, guess what? You're going to get more bills. If you're focused on, uh, you know, more income, you're going to get more income. Whatever you focus on, you're going to tell yourself, Jack, when you look back to when you got to LA, your truck's repossessed, you're like, probably, I imagine at some points, like, what am I doing here? Is there something that you wish you would have known then that, that you know today that would have helped you or, or somebody yeah. listening who's younger in that situation now? Yeah. Relax. Rome wasn't built in a day and your life won't be lost or won on one day. I That's what that. I would say. I would say, because I think so many times, you know, a lot of, especially a lot of people in life, you know, I coach a lot of people and a lot of people, they, they want to hit a home run. You know, everybody wants to hit a home run. Lisa, everybody wants to hit a home run, yeah. but life very, most days you don't hit home runs. Right. So it's like, what you've got to do is you've got to work on. And again, that's why personal growth and self-development is so critical. And that's what I would tell my younger self is just, man, 
work hard on yourself. Work harder on yourself than you do, you know, that job. Work, work harder on yourself than you do that your, a project that you're working on. And if you do that, you took things when you know, we'll be able to pour into others' cups. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You know, and let's bridge that, what you're what you're talking about with social media, because that's such your wheelhouse. Social media, sometimes it's a place, I know as a therapist, where we're comparing ourselves and somehow coming up short, you know, wanting it to be our highlight reel. But you, you know, you really use social media for empowerment. How can we have a better relationship to our social media that's more healthy and produces, you know, healthy mental health versus problems? Well, you gotta, you gotta look at the, you gotta look at the way that you're looking at social media different. So for me, I look at social media completely different than most people. Okay. The way that I look at social media is I look as it, as it, I look at it as an archive. So if I, if I, you know, one day I'm going to, I'm going to blast off to the other side. Right. And what's going to be left is Jack online, right? This interview is going to be online, yeah. right? Yeah. Anything I've ever done online is going to be on. And I think when you're in long-term, right? That I'm creating an archive and that you're creating an archive yeah. and that this content that you're putting out is at some point and someday in the future, some, somebody's going to watch it and they're either going to be turned on by it or they're going to be turned off by it. Hopefully yeah. they'll be turned on by it. And hopefully they'll say, you know what, man, that person had an impact, right? And they, and they left a legacy and that's what that's, legacy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm after Lisa. I want to leave a legacy that I'll ask my body, right? My body's very temporary. Right. My body's going to grow. But the, the, the movements that we take here can be really monumental. And I encourage everybody out there to, number one, find your voice, right? The fact is, is that your voice matters. Your story matters. What you've been through matters, all right? I don't know who told you you don't matter, but you matter, all right? Every single person out there matters. And I don't care who they are. I, you know, I've worked with convicted felons, literally. And yeah. they went on and become some of the most uh, best people in the society today. You know, out there in L.A., for example, uh, one of the people I worked with that know Rick Ross, yeah. right? Like he went through a lot. But guess what? He he became so educated in prison that actually he became a major asset to the community, to, to people that he wants to help. And, and then he got actually got out of a prison because he became so educated and wanted to help people. And I think that when you make that your mission, right, when you make your mission every day, hey, who can I help? Who can I help? Yeah. When you do that, your life will be it'll change. You know, that's making me think of your fan plan tagline, real people, real influence. Can you talk to us about that tagline? Yeah. So with social media, one of the things that I saw with social media, I, again, I've been running helping people on social media for so many years. I saw a lot of, you know, a lot, like you said, Lisa, a lot of people use social media as like a highlight reel. And like, for me, like, I want to, I want to see the bad days, right? I want to see like, what, like, what do you do when things aren't going your way? Right. And I think that's when you, when also that's what the audience really see. The and again, I is because just total transparency. When you're transparent, people can feel it, right? When you put on a mask, people can feel it, right? It's like whatever you put out in the universe is gonna come back to you. So use social media intentionally to know. And I, I always go, Lisa, with the approach of Oprah Winfrey, because when Oprah started, she said, "Listen, if I could just touch one person, yeah, if one person would watch this video today, and they won't give up. If one person will watch this, you know, um, podcast today here." If the show, if, if they will watch this and they won't give up, if they'll feel a renewed sense of purpose, it's worth it. And so that's why for me, the content that I put out, everything just goes into, hey, let's inspire somebody. I love what you're saying. And for me, I know one of the, some of the times when I feel just the happiest is when I'll get an email or I recently Jack got a letter from an inmate in a maximum security prison who read my book. It came his way. And he said, I'm finally able to start forgiving 
I sell something that's most me, like handwritten, and he doesn't know I used to work at a maximum security prison as a social worker, Angola, here in Louisiana. So I spent one year working with these inmates, and I did therapy differently, Jack. I had I kicked the guard out of the room. I put chairs in a circle instead of a classroom, and I started to ask them, like, how did you come to be here? Because a maximum security prison is like a last stop. You've been through juvenile. You've had a lot of these experiences to land here. And it took almost the whole year for some of the men to open up about the abuse and trauma they went through. And they didn't have like a mentor, you know, to believe in them. And so they hustled and did things illegal. But a lot of them had to come to learn, like in prison, like you mentioned, Rick Ross, like getting an education for the first time, like having friends, like. You know, it was really transformational for me to spend that year doing that work because, you know, I, I just, it's like a whole different world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that, and that's the thing when we, when we can reach people where they are, right, wherever they are, you know, and I, I really believe in that. I really believe in, I had a mentor when I lived out in LA, I'll tell this story. Hope Maybe he's watching. I had a, I had a, uh, he was my doorman. And when I lived at Eighth of Hope, his name was Roosevelt. God bless Roosevelt. Yeah. If he's out there, hopefully he sees this. Hopefully somebody shares this with him. I haven't talked to him in many years, but Roosevelt, me and Roosevelt, we went out to Joshua tree one day and we were hiking out in Joshua tree, just having a good time climbing up on these rocks. And I climbed up, you know, I'm, I'm about a, at the time I'm probably, I don't know, 150, 60 pounds at the time soaking wet. And <laughs> Roosevelt's about, you know, he's about twice that probably, you know, he's a big old boy. Yeah. And I climbed up on the top of the, the rock all the way up at the very top. I said, Roosevelt, come up, come up, come up. And he gave me the best advice anybody ever gave me that day. He said, come here, come here, come here, come here. He said, hey, Jack, you got to know something. So it's going to be always going to be easier for you to go to people where they are than then to come to you. And wow. so you know, I've taken that and, um, wow. you know, and just- that visual even. Yeah. Jack, so what what is next for you that you're excited about? I know you just shared that you on Clubhouse got invited to the Startup Club. It's the number one club on Clubhouse, over a million subscribers. Congratulations. And you interviewed the president of Reebok. Yes. Like had him yeah, in the room. We just, the founder, actually, the founder of Reebok, Joe oh, Foster. Wow. 86 years old. I interviewed him yesterday and uh, got to hear his story about how they literally brought Reebok to America. And uh, anybody that wants to listen to that can go find the replay on Clubhouse. It's it's on there. And it's amazing. Um, Clubhouse, you know, just speak on Clubhouse and social yeah. media in general. You know, guys, we just live in a time today where you just reach people. And mm-hmm. I, all, people ask me all the time, you know, Jack, how have you been able to rub elbows with, you know, the founder of Reebok? How have you been able, one of my mentors as well as Grant Cardone, right? People always ask me, yeah. how do you get so close to Grant Cardone? Yeah. Build relationships, guys. I just speak to them like they're a human being. And if you'll speak to people like they're human beings, you'll be surprised who will come along and want to do business with you. You know, it's just like we get sometimes we see that maybe we see that verified check on social media. and We say, oh, man. That person just, there's no way they're going to see my my message. Let me not even write it. And, you know, listen, if you don't, now, again, I'm not telling you just to write a message and just say, hey, ask them for something. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying really go out and build a relationship with yeah. them, right? Like their pictures. It's hard to not like somebody that likes you, right? Totally. Go out and like somebody and support somebody. And, and, and when you do that, they'll support you. And, uh, you know, buy their products, buy their books, buy their stuff. Yeah. And they will support you. And when, when I started doing that, man, I started making the biggest difference. So what, social media what, in general is just you're you're so con- we're so connected today, yeah. Lisa. We're actually disconnected. We're disconnected from the fact that this thing right here, the smartphone, has changed the game. It's connected on social media today. There's about 2.8 billion people on social media today, wow. and so that's a lot of people. And so trust me, you don't have you know a million followers to be somebody. No, you don't. You don't. 
you know, you can make a big impact in this world with a thousand followers, 600 followers, two followers, whatever it is. I always like to say, Lisa, I always like to say it's far more important of where you lead people to than how many people you got following you. You know, you're so right. And I fell into that, you know, mindset as well. Like, oh my gosh, you have to have some large number of people. And I tried hiring, you know, somebody to help. And then I was like, F that. If I get, you know, when I started getting these letters and emails from like one person, like, thank you, you know, for what you wrote, for what you said, like, that's what it's about. And if it's one, one person is plenty, like to change, to help somebody be happier in their life and maybe change the well, They go on, when you help them, they go on to help other people. Yeah, it's exponential. Like you're literally helping millions of people, Lisa. Yeah. So Jack, what, is, what are you fired up about next? Like, I'm just curious. Something I'm coming tired out of about life. I'm, 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 we yeah. are in the process of bringing on some investors for fans plan and uh, going to be bringing on some big influential people. And so we're just really, it's in the next stage of just kind of getting fans plan where, where it should be and where it ought to be to really just make it a bigger platform and empower more people, bring more people there. So also the little guys that are on those platforms can also have more eyeballs on them. Cause that's one thing with fans plan that we did is I built an open algorithm site it's like a social media site, just like Facebook, and Instagram. Biggest difference is it's no algorithm. And so it literally every when you make a post on there, everybody on the platform sees that post. And so it's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it, you know, as you start telling your story on there, you will start, you know, really reaching the right people. Because, again, your message will attract the right people. Yeah. Know? So as long as you put out that content, I'm one of those people always joke with me. They always say, Jack, you have the keys to consistency. How do you do it? You know, people thought it was so nuts that I hosted a room on Clubhouse every day for you. They're like, how do you schedule it? Yeah. It's like, if you will take time out of your life to make things a priority. I tell people all the time, when I started taking my social media serious, my bank account started really getting serious. You mm -hmm. understand? Like social media allows you to date. It's kind of like a resume, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it it, you do want to be active on social media. You do want to put your best foot forward out there, but you want to be, you don't want to be so like, I think so many people when they are on social media, they're kind of like doing their content from kind of like their perspective. I encourage everybody watching this, make the content for the younger version of you. Make the content for the person that you want to help. And when you start doing that, the, the numbers, the followers, the dollars, whatever it is that you're after, the, the, those, those vanity metrics, they'll all show up. And what really matters is who you'll become. The main thing is, is, is work on yourself. You know, I tell people all the time, I, I've helped a lot of people online, quote unquote, get famous online. Yeah. And one of the things that I see on people get, you know, listen, money just makes you more of what you already are. Yes. Yes. So it's really important that you have good character. It's really important that you work hard on developing, you know, so as you start to acquire this wealth, as you start to acquire these followers, that you can actually be a leader that it'll, you know, everything falls and rises on leadership, right? John Maxwell, right? Everything is leadership. And so you, the main thing is, is to realize that you are a leader. Every single person in this world is a leader. Somebody out there is watching you. I don't care if it's your mom. She's yeah. watching you and she's inspired by you and she's your biggest fan. And it's like, the fact is, is that that, that is that in itself, like when you know that your family and your friends and the, even strangers are watching you, you just start to take it a little bit more serious. Yeah. You start to realize, wait a second, I can't make a difference in the world. And I really, I must. From the heart. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're just doing, then you're not you're really not living in your purpose. You're not, because right. you have something that only you can just, and if you're curious, and I really believe that God has given you a mission, a plan, then you got to just figure out, and God doesn't check your bank account, right? He doesn't, he didn't check my bank account when I said, I want to launch a social media platform and help entrepreneurs. He didn't yeah. have to check my bank account. 
but he gave me that vision, right? And I had to say, all right, God, well, you're going to obviously provide the provision. You're going to bring the right people in my life, yes. right? The right connections. And that's what will happen. And now, I, you know, I also, with, yesterday with Joe Foster, the founder of Reebok, I love what he said. He said, you, you've just got to believe, right? We, this whole podcast today has been geared around really belief. Yes. Like, you must believe in yourself. I don't care if you're making pancakes. I don't care if you're walking your dog. I don't care if you're starting that business. Um, you know, but whatever it is you're doing, you've got to start believing in yourself more. And the way to do that is to, to really get out here and fail, you know? People don't want to talk about it, but listen, failure is necessary. It's like the most necessary ingredient to go be successful. You're going to fail is a part of it. The, the key is, is don't even, I don't even like that word failure. Me neither. I, I, I yeah. think, I, I really think that it's, it's growth. It is. Right? Growth. And if you're growing, you're going to bump your head a few times. You're going to make some mistakes. But the key is I had a, I remember I had a boss many times, many years ago, Lisa, I made a mistake and he said, well, Jack, I'm a firm believer. Everybody makes mistakes. Just don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. And so I always tell people, man, it's, it's okay if you made a mistake, but now if you make the same mistake twice, well, you didn't learn. And now you, and now I have another friend. He says, if you keep getting the same fruit, you got to go back to the root. There's a root of the problem. The mm-hmm. problem is probably your thinking, your belief. Jack, I love that our show has centered around belief. And in the beginning of the show, when you spoke about, you know, you reaching for your full potential and I want to share with our audience, I have the sticky note I look at every day and it just says, how good can it get? Because I want to train my mind to imagining how good can this get? Because the better I am, the more I can give and serve and like be that bright light that I believe you know, God and the universe wants us to be. And I thank you for your light. I just love you. And I'm so appreciate you and your time. Definitely, Lisa. Well, I'll tell you this. God wants you to be a success even bigger than your wildest dreams. You know, God wants us all to be wildly successful. We've just got to trust him. We've also got to trust the people around us. We got to realize we can't do it alone. It takes people. It takes a total team effort, right? And so it's really about connecting with people like Lisa, right? Connecting with these like-minded people that, that think like you. And, and um, when you do that, man, your life gets sweeter. And at least I just want to say thank you so much for You're allowing welcome. us to be here today. This has been amazing. Guys, I hope this has helped you. I love you, Lisa. I love what you're doing. I love thank the fact you. that you're out here, you know, helping people. That's what it's all about. And, um, and I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that you invited me on the show. I was so excited. Me to too. And uh, it's an honor. Thank you. An honor for me. I will see you in Clubhouse and out in L.A. Let's go. Let's do it. Leap Matthews, fansplan.com. Go check it out. Sign up. Your voice has value and meaning. With that, I want to thank you for listening, for watching. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening. And I'll be back next week. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.